Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. Well, that would be me for the evening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. My name is Tom Baker from Race Chaser Media. I am the host of the evening here. Uh, normally, Jacob Seelman uh, sits across from me in the WSIC news studio. But uh, Jacob has uh, drawn work duty for Speed Sport tonight covering the a NASCAR race that's going on at Charlotte. At least we hope it is. Uh, I think the weather is going to cooperate at least for a little while um, to get that race in this evening after it rained out last night. So um, it's uh, myself and Nick Moncher from Venturini Motorsports. Hola. Hello, Nick. And it's good to have Nick back behind the big machine known as the uh, board. The big the machine. Big I machine. Like that. Uh, and uh, Nick is going to keep us on video and audio capably this evening. James Mellick, who also uh, shares time in that seat, is uh, working for LFR tonight. His uh, normal duties, working on cup cars for Chris Bell, because obviously they're racing tonight. They have another race at Bristol over the weekend. This has just been a crazy NASCAR back schedule. Back to back to back to back to back to back. Oh, my gosh. I mean, And rain. I went a bunch of rain, Well, too. you know, that's just it. I mean, it's we, we had 11, uh, seven races scheduled, 11 days, and we've had some rain mixed in there, which has made it even crazier to try and figure out when racing is going on. We've got some changes in the schedule because of that that we'll tell you about here um, when we start our next segment. Uh, several little bits of news to pass along to you, and then we'll get into conversation. Guests on tonight's show, well, we have Seth Eggert from kickinthetires.net. Uh, he is a writer for Kicking the Tires, and he will be on um, in just a little while to talk some NASCAR with us. And then um, coming up later in the show, we've got uh, the 2018 USAC National Sprint Car Champion, Tyler Courtney is going to join the show, uh, and Tyler has got an interesting opportunity in the NASCAR Gander um, RV Outdoors Truck Series um, coming up at Eldora. He's going to be sitting in an East Motorsports truck, so we're going to talk with him about that as well. We're going to get started with all of that in just a bit. We'll be right back right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. 
Pizza sounds good. Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Well, Ross certainly was a topic of conversation on Tuesday night during the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors truck race, for sure. Gave Kyle Busch a run for his money, as did uh, the a couple of other trucks that, that really, honestly, of course, uh, Chase Elliott ended up winning that race. But uh, there were about four or five trucks that I thought uh, could have conceivably uh, raced for the win in that one. We'll uh, talk about that. Here uh, as part of our conversation with Seth Eggert from Kicking the Tires. And I'm hoping that Seth just called us uh, a segment early. Hello, Seth. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. Uh, sorry about calling a little early. No, no, that's good. We just, uh, of course, uh, we, we don't have a, a way to, to uh, screen that particular line that you called on, uh, as you know. So uh, we just uh, hope that <laughs> we every <laughs> once in a while we get a call in the evening for somebody that wants to sell something on our uh, our, our show in the morning that we do a home ad show with uh, the rock star of the station here, um, Pat Shannon. So I was really know. hoping it was Publishers Clearinghouse saying uh, we won. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, that would have been. Um, I, I, w- I would be happy to win the Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes. Uh, it would change the show shows dramatically okay um (laughs) seth uh, man you know trying to unpack everything that's happened over the last week in nascar i feel like we need two shows uh but i want to kind of go backwards a little bit um that concept known as devolution for a minute uh the most recent race uh besides the one that's going on as we speak uh, the truck race on tuesday night that race i thought in all honesty first of all the numbers that it drew seven hundred and seventy-eight thousand and change watching that race 
um, which was a huge audience for a truck series race on a Tuesday night on FS1. Um, really, really surprised at those numbers and hoping that this is signifying we've had good numbers for all the broadcasts. I'm hoping this is signifying that we're going to hold those numbers as we go forward in other sports start opening. The, of course, the advantage we've had is that we've been really the only major sport um, that anybody has to watch uh, over the last few weeks since we opened back up. But um, that race on Tuesday night, I thought was one of the best races I've seen in a long time. Uh, and Chase Elliott just drove a flawless event uh, at the end to, to, to beat out Kyle Busch. That was a, a shocker to see Chase come in and just stomp a mud hole at everybody and end up uh, winning the $100,000 bonus uh, that was a combination of Kevin Harvick and Marcus Lemonis. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on that race? Well, even before the race started, uh, I had been talking with our friend Jacob Spielman and I kept telling him I thought there was going to be one driver who could bring it to Kyle Busch, and I kept saying it was Chase Elliott, and I happened to be right on that. Uh, but that being said, in part, Chase had a little help with Kyle Busch having a broken part at the start of the race, Yep. With which things happened that would have been caught had they had practice. So to the naysayers saying we need less practice or we need no practice, because clearly they can drive without practice. Obviously, there's still parts and pieces that break that would have been caught in practice right. that would have ultimately changed the race. Well, that's true, and that's a fair point. And I think that, you know, you have to look at, but you have to look at the race as it was. I mean, you can say, yeah. well, if, but, you know, the fact is it didn't happen that way. And Kyle had plenty of time to come back. The card, the the truck just wasn't quite there for him at the end. Um, you know, Chase handled better. Uh, I thought Chase, honestly, to me, that was a shock. I was not expecting to see Chase Elliott come out and uh, have the kind of a day that he did, not having run in the truck series in a while uh, and, and not, you know, being in a position where he had no practice, um, I just did not see that coming, and I, I think it, 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 it's a testimony not only to Chase's driving ability, but also to the ability of GMS to set up a truck, because not only did Chase win, but one of his GMS teammates, Zane Smith, as far as I'm concerned, was the show, and, and Zane finishing third to me was a statement run. He got beat by two cup drivers. So basically, he was the first full-time truck series racer across the line, and that young man proved that uh, he belongs in that series. And, and that was, he made some really, really ballsy moves uh, in that race to, um, to get to where he got. So I thought that was pretty, uh, a pretty darn good race for Zane. Well, you also had, if you think about it, four GMS trucks in the top five with Chase Elliott winning the race, Zane Smith, as you were saying, in third. You had Brett Moffat fourth and Sheldon Creed fifth. The only outlier in the top five was Kyle Busch, yeah. which, which if you go backwards, uh, Kyle waited three extra laps, one uh, caution run, essentially, yep. to put pressure tires on compared to Chase. Chase restarted the last restart in third. Kyle Busch restarted the last restart in 23rd. Yes. 
So that factor, Kyle used up his tires getting through the field to catch up to Chase. For sure. He was able to close in to about, I believe it was two or three tenths before uh, losing ground to Chase. And this is the biggest field that the Truck Series has had since the 1998 season finale at Las Vegas Motor Speedway where they uh, start 40 trucks. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because I really didn't uh, feel like, and, and Nick, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the race, but I, I didn't feel like starting 40 trucks. I was afraid it might kind of increase the chances we might see more cautions, but I didn't think it really made any difference in that. No, area. not at all. I think it, it actually helped the racing, you know, all in all. It was it was a lot of good trucks that were, you know, it wasn't just field fillers. I mean, and heck, they sent seven home, and there were some good trucks in that seven that went home. You yeah. know, Eric Jones was one of them. Yeah. So sure. was Parker Kligerman, so... That's just a testament to the truck series and how it's you know continuing to grow. Which, on that note, I wish there had, they had a way of allowing even, say, the last three that would have been in on 2020 points and those seven the opportunity to qualify to make the race because where when they opened it up to 40 trucks, that's when the Henderson Motorsports announced that they were going to run the race. Uh, Previously, to my knowledge, they didn't have any intention to run. Yeah. Uh, Eric Jones and Richie Walters, they were uh, going to go for the bounty. Uh, Rayon Brothers Racing, their second truck went home because they sold the 34 points to GMS for the 24 truck. Uh, Norm Benning went home, and there were a handful of others that entered because of the expanded field size, and ultimately that expanded field size is what sent them home. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those situations where you're never going to make everybody happy. And sometimes, you know, you do what you do and NASCAR has to do what it does. And um, I can understand if some teams are a little disgruntled um, for reasons that you just pointed out. But honestly, I, I think the 40 truck, if you got 47 trucks, I think starting 40 is, is, is great. And I'd love to think that, you know, they could expand the field going forward and always have at least 40 trucks, uh, 40, 45 trucks. But I know that's not necessarily the case. A lot of that was the Charlotte bump right, right here that's in the backyard. That's exactly right. So, you know, I, it. What do you, what do you think? I think maybe they could expand it from 32 back up to 34, maybe 36 if uh, they're really uh, gambling. Uh, that being said, I don't think they can expand it back up to 40. Uh, when they had, back in 98 and in 97, when they started 40 trucks at Vegas, uh, they had 61 enter in 1997 and 62 enter in 1998. We are well below those numbers today. And I know we're sending at least one or two home each week. So I think they could get away with expanding it back up one or two positions, but I don't know how much more past that. Well, it uh, it's certainly an interesting discussion. Uh, I was talking with a promoter a while ago from the short track side of things who said that uh, we're in a position at this point where you just can't be turning away race cars. Well, um, you know, there's a, an opportunity maybe for NASCAR to look at that and figure out if they can bump it up a couple and get away with it. We're going to... Uh, Keep uh, Seth on the strutmasters.com hotline, and we're going to take a break. Back with more of the show right after this. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Lero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. I'll tell you more about them later. Uh, also uh, on the strutmasters.com, the suspension experts, hotline is none other than Seth Hager from Kicking the Tires. We've been talking about... Uh, the truck race from Tuesday night, Chase Elliott getting the win over uh, Kyle Busch, Zane Smith, Brett Moffitt finishing in fourth, and uh, Sheldon Creed rounding out the top five. Um, Moffitt, to me, Seth, is another great story because uh, after everything shut down, Brett was on a motorbike and uh, had a slight mishap that broke both of his legs. So he spent virtually the entire shutdown 
uh, on the mend, basically. And since he has come back, he's been in the Xfinity race, which we'll get to in a minute. Running for our motorsports had a great run in that race on Saturday and then went out in the truck race and knocked off a top five and basically is uh, driving like he never had an issue. Yeah, uh, I know one part of his recovery was iRacing. Uh, he spent some time running the Saturday Night Thunder uh, races yep. that uh, NASCAR put on. But otherwise, he had been doing physical therapy, and basically because of the shutdown, like you said, he didn't miss anything. No. Granted, for the truck series, I think he would maybe miss three races that were scheduled, maybe four. But otherwise, uh, he essentially got very lucky with the timing. Granted, uh, the the pandemic in general is very disheartening with uh, the the way things are going in multiple facets. But uh, back to the racing topic, uh, he Newman and even Kenseth uh, with uh, Larson's mistake. The three of them are very fortunate for the timing of the way certain things have happened. Yeah, that's true. Uh, actually, all three of them benefited from the shutdown. And uh, I think Newman, obviously, coming back is a great story as well. Uh, just fun to see uh, that, that everybody had a chance to kind of get healed and get back in the saddle. And, um, you know, of course, uh, Kenza taking over for Kyle Larson, who lost his ride after... Um, a, a racial slur um, and Kyle has done just fine coming back on the dirt side of things, gone out and uh, already uh, picked up a couple wins and, and is just, um, just running like the wind uh, in the sprint car. So I expect that uh, Kyle will probably hang out uh, on that side of things for a while. And, and I'm glad to see him be able to, to do that as well. Uh, back to the truck race real quick. Nemechek finishing in sixth, not sure that, I would have put him sixth place in his own truck either. Uh, but we know the family truck is always capable and he ran really well. That was a nice finish for him. Well, not only that, but he finished sixth with a hole in the right front nose yeah. after contact with Todd Gillen. And on top of that, that was his 100th start and his 50th top 10 finish in the truck series. Wow. That's a nice so stat. So he's batting 500 for top 10 finishes in the truck series. That's a nice I'm, stat. I didn't realize that. I'm not sure how many others are, have that kind of stat, or if they do uh, what they are. I would expect Kyle Busch would probably be one of them, maybe Chase Elliott, and maybe Kevin Harvick. Outside of them, I'm not sure how many others reach that level of consistency in the truck series. At least in their first hundred races, it would be interesting to go back and compare over the the years since the '90s when the series started, because you had you know guys like Ron Hornaday and and, and Jack Sprague and guys like that. Todd Bodine uh, be interesting to to take some of those guys and their their first hundred starts and make some comparisons, because of course you can always. I mean, Kyle Busch is in the class by himself. Let's face facts here, um, but I think beyond that. You know, you you can look at somebody's. I think you got to compare apples to apples. So it would be fascinating, Seth, and probably would make a fun article to write to be able to compare some of the uh, the greats of the series, past and present, and and see how many have been able to do that. That's pretty uh 
Pretty sporty. Uh, Johnny Sauter, seventh. Ty Majeski, a nice run in eighth. Austin Hill, ninth. And Ben Rhodes, tenth. And uh, wanted to talk about Ross Chastain a little bit, too, because he finished 11th, and I don't feel like the results tell the story for him. Um, boy, he and he and Kyle Busch, uh, my gosh, those guys, it, it's like they're magnets. <laughs> and they, they spent a lot of time um, over the last uh, uh, couple days racing hard against each other and um, you know, I, 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 Kyle, if you, if you take him, uh, as kind of a separate entity wins the, the Xfinity race with that badass uh, app, app state car, that was one of the, the sharpest, Ooh. I would, uh, well, but yeah, because you're a Michigan guy, I <laughs> exactly. get it. It's, it's okay. Uh, it was only one game. It'll never happen again. Don't worry. Um, but App State, uh, no offense to my App State friends, um, but uh, that was a beautiful car. That was a really nice uh, um, scheme on that car. But uh, Chastain also, I thought, a, a really cool uh, scheme on the 42 truck for Nice Motorsports. And, um, you know, th- that guy just, he just drives the crap out of anything he gets in. And I feel like he's he's a driver that sometimes gets himself in trouble because he. I feel like he sometimes puts himself in bad positions, but um, if he could just sort of dial the instinct button down just a notch, Ross Chastain is as capable to me as anybody in NASCAR of running for a championship, and I believe in any of the three series. I truly believe if you gave Ross an elite riding cup for a full season, you know, he would he would run for a championship. I, I think he got to throw out his starts at, at Roush because it was unfamiliar equipment, unfamiliar team, and he was filling in for, for Ryan Newman in a situation where, you know, it was still the beginning of the season and he only had, uh, you know, a handful of races to really kind of get himself acclimated. So I, I feel like that wasn't a good, necessarily the best uh, data sample. But I think, I think Ross is an amazing racer and he was fun to watch. I would say he reminds me a, a lot of a younger Kyle Busch. Yes. Would run everything, yep. was fast in everything, but he wasn't always consistent because he was overdriving his equipment. Yeah. Uh, yep. And granted, Kyle was in top-notch equipment, whether it was at Roush, uh, the, the first stint in NASCAR he had before uh, yep. people realized his age, or <laughs> at Hendrick, or now... Even the early days for him at Gibbs, uh, he was overdriving his equipment, and once he dialed it back just a little bit, he's won championship. He's won over 200 combined races. So I think Chastain is one of those rare talents that would probably be able to match Kyle if he could just focus on exactly how much energy he has to put in the car instead of running it uh, hot lapping every lap. Nick, you've watched uh, plenty of drivers come and come and go in NASCAR, and and you know I know you work with the guys at, at Venturini on the approach and all of that. Uh, what is your opinion of Ross as a racer? Ross has always stood out to me, you know, as a racer's racer, yeah. uh, as people like to call him. You know, he he is always on the edge, and I think you know, yeah. like we just talked about here, he you know like, it's kind of you know hurt him sometimes. But in the long run, I think, you know, once he dials it down, like you said, he's going to be, you know, one of those guys that's going to be unbeatable, you know, in, in his drive, you know, not even just, you know, his race car drive, but his actual mental drive, yeah. I think, is what pushes him to be better, just like a Kyle Busch. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's he's one of these guys. On the one hand, I don't want him to dial it back because he's 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 the the most exciting guy on the track to watch much of the time. But on the other hand, I think he needs to he needs to find that sort of sweet spot. Um, he's not far from it, but like I said, once or twice a race, you see him, he'll make a move that it's like, <gasps> and sometimes he's a hero and other times you see him get Big into zero. the other car or, you know, and, 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 and so, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to damage your race truck or your race car or somebody else's, you know, it's just, I, I feel like if he ever sort of figures out how to, like I said, just one notch, and you know that guy's going to win a bunch of races. It's it, he's fun to watch. Uh, so again, I don't think the result really told the story there. He did a nice job in that race. Uh, and and I'll mention Tyler Ankrum real quick too, because Tyler was working his way up through the field really nicely the other day, um, but then uh, ended up with some damage on the nose of his truck that I think slowed him down a bit. He ended up twelfth, but um, good run for him. That was a like I said, that was a great race. The Xfinity race, I thought, was also a, a pretty good race, all things being considered. I mean, I think everybody everybody thought from the beginning that Kyle Busch was going to win. Uh, I don't think anybody went into this kidding themselves. But, you know, Austin Sindrick gave him a run. Ross Chastain, uh, like I said, again, uh, gave him a run. And Daniel Hemrick at the end coming back to finish second. Uh, some real stories in that race as well. Yes, there were, and Kyle had to work for it. He did. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not something we usually say two weeks in a row in the Xfinity series. Well, that's uh, true. And again, Brett Moffitt had an excellent run as well. Uh, that was the first top ten in the Xfinity series for Sixth hour more. Place, sports. yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Brandon Brown got another top ten in eighth, eighth place. Yep. Uh, and Mike Snyder had a nice comeback after getting turned on one of the final restarts, came back to finish 10th. Uh, I believe that's his first top 10 in the Xfinity Series as well. Yeah, we'll, um, we're going to uh, step aside here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Xfinity when we come back, and then we'll talk a little bit of 600 as well, because um, I feel like that race was probably the least entertaining of the weekend uh, or the last uh, few days for me anyway. But uh, we'll talk with Seth Eggert about that as we continue with more of Motorsports Madness. We're going to be back just around the turn. So don't go anywhere. Motorsports Madness continues presented by mycomputercareer.edu right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. 
Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. As we continue with Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Also want to uh, talk with you a little bit later about uh, one of our newest members of the family, victorycustomtrailers.com. We'll tell you more about them later on the show, in the show as well. Um, back to Seth Eger we go, to the strutmasters.com hotline uh, and... Seth, we were talking about the Xfinity race just before the break. Kyle Busch winning, Daniel Hemrick second. There are a couple of um, notes I want to make here. First of all, we didn't mention Justin Allgaier finishing fifth in the seven. That driver is a good example of, to me, Nick, I saw the smile come over you when I mentioned him. He's like a Timex watch. That boy just keeps on ticking. Well, and he had all sorts he of did. issues from yes. before the start of the green flag <laughs> drop. So it's amazing that he was able to come back from that. And it's even more amazing that he, without any dash, with no yeah. no telemetry in front of him, he didn't get a speeding penalty when other people like Kyle Busch did. It really is amazing, honestly. And sometimes I think it's it, like Kyle Busch is almost making a mistake a race now. Sometimes I think he does it on purpose just for the challenge. Just to go to the back <laughs> and try again. You know, I mean, we know that's not true, but it, it it's just interesting to think about. But yeah, Justin Allgaier, Seth, I, that team, I feel like that team should win four or five races a year. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't, but they're always in the race. Yeah, and in part it's because of a veteran driver, in part it's because of a veteran team. Uh, sometimes we forget 
Junior Motorsports, even though it's only about 15 years old in its current form, uh, it is a veteran team with a lot of veteran oh, yeah. people, which helps them be that consistent and be up front week in, week out. Granted, they may not always finish up front. Uh, sometimes it's in extenuating circumstances. Uh, sometimes, unfortunately, it's somebody breaking loose, uh, like Noah Gregson, which uh, brought out that final caution. Yeah. Uh, which, on that note, uh, it appeared to me that Noah didn't really lift until after he had started spinning, which may have, if he had lifted sooner, he may not have broken loose, or if he had, it may not have been as devastating for Brandon Jones, Tommy Joe Martins, Justin Haley, and three or four others. Granted, we don't live in a world of what if, and I'm not trying to target Noah because this has happened to other drivers as well. Sure. It's just unfortunate that it happened last night, two, or about well, two nights ago, to Noah. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it is unfortunate. And, you know, obviously some folks spoke badly of Noah after that. And, and I just, part of becoming a champion is you're going to make your mistakes and you're going to overdrive the car and you're going to do. And to be honest with you, I don't know what mistake he made. I mean, if, if he did drive it too deep into the corner or maybe he didn't lift soon enough or whatever the case, but I don't know what mistake he made. And honestly that I've seen that happen to the best drivers in cup at one point or another. So I just attribute that to being um, you know, a, 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 it is driver error. Obviously, you're responsible for keeping control of your car, but I certainly don't think it was anything that uh, Noah deserves a lot of criticism for. Um, you know, he still ended up finishing 11th, as you mentioned, Myatt Snyder, 10th, Harrison Barton, a nice uh, late race effort to get up to ninth place. Um, and just getting back to Brett Moffitt for a minute, I don't think a lot of people understand our motorsports and the level that they're sitting at. Um, Nick, you, you know, those guys, and you know, that situation, this is basically almost like the proverbial little engine that could only, it seems to be the little engine that does. That does. I mean, a lot of people from the outside think, Oh, they bought all of GMS's Xfinity equipment, four cars, just went into it. Yeah. It's four (laughs) cars, a little bit of support, a little bit of work. And you know, Honestly, the downtime that that we were given here through this pandemic is it's helped them probably more than anybody. Yes, out of uh, you know because they were just struggling to get to the race at the beginning of the year. You know they weren't sure how they were going to do the back to back to backs, and you know it gave them time to really work on everything. Sit down. You know they went and bought more stuff from GMS. They got more support and they put more into it. Work with with Brett Moore, and you know obviously it's really paying off because you know at the beginning of the year people would have never even given them a top ten. Honestly. And now look at them, you know, they're top 10, top five on a religious basis running in the race. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's amazing. Andy Sice um, is, is a, a driver from new England for the, again, for those in our audience who aren't familiar with his team, Andy Sice is a driver from new England who started out racing limited super modifieds and modifieds. And he still does run the modifieds when he can. Andy is the team manager for our motorsports. He runs some ARCA races for them. Um, and Andy, Andy has worked about, you know, 98 hours a week, at least, (laughs) at least since, you know, he's, he's, he, he has worked so hard. He and the crew, which is a small group. And Chris Auer, uh, is, is a tremendous businessman. 
and has given that team what it's needed. And Brett Moffitt, being the veteran that he is, Seth, this this is the perfect uh, marriage of a veteran driver to shorten the learning curve for a new team at the Xfinity level. Um, and the results they're getting are just unbelievable. It is. I mean, Chris Hour has given multiple drivers chances in the ARCA series, which is where they have run sporadically over the years. They have about 15, 16 starts in the, in the ARCA series, and they only have about six top tens there. They've run with Andy Stice, Josh Williams, C.J. McLaughlin, and others. And I believe at Bristol they're giving Patrick Emmerling from the Modified Series his uh, Xfinity Series debut. Oh, I did not know yes, that. Yes, they made that announcement, uh, I think, earlier this week. Okay, so that one slipped by me. Uh, so so Brett is not running the O2. It will be Patrick Emmerling from Western New York State, uh, a driver who has made his living or made his racing living. He's not a full-time racer, but made his racing living running uh, with the Race of Champions Modified Series up in New York State and running select starts with the Wheel and Modified Tour. Wow, Patrick Emmerling. Gets a start at the Xfinity level. That's at Bristol. At Bristol. Well, if there's ever a recipe for him to succeed, I actually, and, and I love that Patrick's going to drive the car, and I don't want to take away from that, but I would love to have seen Andy get in the car at Bristol. I just, <laughs> um, that's a, that is a perfect track for him to make a debut, and it's a short track, and I think he would have done really well. But Randy, or Andy's still really holding on for that New Hampshire. Like yeah, he talked he, he wants several to, weeks ago yeah, when he come on. Yeah, and uh, we, we um, it, at some point in the near future, uh, once we, as soon as we can, we're going to try to get Andy in here for one of these Thursday shows because, um, Andy is just an amazing spokesperson and he's, he's a great representative, a credit to himself and to the team. Uh, and you know, that team, you can't say enough about him. and Brandon Brown, I want to throw some shape shapes to as well. Eighth place in that 68 car we've seen. Brandon, and we've seen the team car with a couple different drivers in it run well also during this season. And I don't, I also want to point out Dylan Bassett finishing 13th. Um, Dylan's a North Carolina driver. He and his brother Ronnie splitting time in that particular car. Um, and that was a great effort for, for Dylan in that race. Um, and Dylan just closed on his first house too. So, uh, a lot of good going on for Dylan Bassett right now. That was, uh, like I said, that was an interesting race. Now, while we've got some time left in the segment, I want to hit the 600 here because this uh, this will be our last segment with you, Seth, and and want to talk real quick. We got a few minutes. I I mean I love the 600, and, and I know this was quite a different 600. Um, it's it you never you you hardly ever get a totally dramatic finish in the 600. Sometimes you do if it's fuel strategy or whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to see Brad Keselowski win and I'm curious to see where Miller light goes in, in relationship to Penske. And I'm curious to see where Brad goes. I felt like his comments about, you know, Miller only being on the car once this year and he got it in victory lane and, you know, don't know where the future is going to be with, with Miller light and, and Penske. It, sometimes you read in between the words and there's been a lot of talk about his future, um, in, in cup, whether it's going to be in the, in the deuce or, you know, whether maybe he goes to the 48 car. I just thought that was 
the comments were interesting and 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 he kind of laid it out there slight with a slight bit of uh um you know being cryptic a little bit well i do believe this is miller light's last race with penske uh from the tea leaves i've been reading uh they had announced prior to the year that this was going to be the only race yeah. that they've sponsored and I, this is the last year of their contract so i believe miller had a change in marketing management uh over the off season over the past year and a half that'll do it and and that is more likely why we're seeing them leave the sport from all intents and purposes from what it looks like uh that being said as far as where brad goes uh it's still up in the air i mean he's talked about in the past of wanting to own his own cup team and when he's talked about Hmm. that he's talked about being aligned with Penske but he's also talked about being open to other options so I wouldn't be surprised if Rick brings him in whether it's for one year two years three years or if he brings him in in some capacity that he's another uh, almost Stuart Hall, so to speak. I don't know what team would be available for him to be able to buy into if that was even something on his plate or in his hmm. vision. But there are a lot of different things that Brad has previously talked about that makes you wonder. Yeah, well, he's. it is going to be interesting. I think I would think the 48 would be a reasonable possibility. I don't, I certainly don't think it's out of the realm of possibility him buying into a team. That's kind of interesting as well. Um, it's, uh, y- again, you do wonder kind of where that would be, or if, if maybe there would be a, a, a Penske team that would sort of become, you know, his team, so to speak. The old Penske South days. Yeah. Something along those lines, add another car and, and maybe bring uh, Mr. DiBenedetto to the, uh, the farm team and move Austin Sindrick up or the home team and move Austin Sindrick up into the 21. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of ways that could go. So it's going to bear watching for sure. But, uh, you know, glad that we got that race in and, and, uh, running tonight as well. And, uh, right now, 22 laps in, we got Logano, McDowell, Blaney, Byron, and Bowman, your top five and old Bubba Wallace running in sixth. And- and from what it looks like, Byron and Corey LaJoy had contact on pit road. Ooh, okay. So we're we're uh, making pit stops here, and uh, yeah. So uh, we'll watch uh, watch what happens here. A lot of the leaders, uh, I think, choosing the pit. That's why you've got some guys up there that uh, that may not have been there the entire time. But uh, racing at Charlotte tonight, as as we know, as we're taping the show, and Seth, we appreciate it. Uh, everybody, go to kickingthetires.net and uh, keep track of. Uh, all of Seth's writing. He's a fine young journalist, and we're happy to be able to have him as a part of our rotating cast here on Race Chaser Media, and we always appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. That's Seth Eggert, and uh, we're going to step aside. Now, when we come back, we've got a couple of uh, just quick segments for you, and then coming up shortly, we're going to get a little bit dirty on Motorsports Madness. Tyler Courtney. Uh, one of the top dirt sprint car drivers in the country is going to join us a little bit later. So we'll be back 
with more of Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back. Show rolls on for another week, and whether you're listening to us live on the Performance Motorsports Network or you're catching us on one of the many on-demand platforms uh, worldwide uh, across the spectrum over the weekend, we certainly are happy to have you and encourage all of you to go to your favorite podcast platform whether it's Spotify or Apple or wherever it might be, uh, wherever you get your music or your podcast, search for Race Chaser Radio and uh, hit subscribe so you get all five of our shows each week. Um, 
as we continue here, we've got, uh, of course, Nick uh, Muncher back with us in the production chair again. And Nick uh, handles all things PR and uh, I think uh, could be considered some form of um, very astute babysitter. Babysitter. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the uh, the kids would would like that title. It's affectionate, but uh, you're kind of you know more of a babysitter to Big Bill the, yeah. than the oh. than the drivers actually. So <laughs> I can't wait till we can get Big Bill in here. I I really it'll be a fantastic show. Yeah, I can't wait for to do sure. That. We always enjoy when Junior comes in, but we love to have uh, we love to have Big Bill on the show. So, um, but look, the Arca series. It's interesting that NASCAR has got. There are three national series starting to go forward here. The the Wheel and Modified Tour had a hastily arranged Myrtle Beach show for this weekend, but they canceled it because the forecast was awful. Um, so and it was a good decision. No news on anything in the future for the Mod Tour. And ARCA, you, you know you're going to Talladega with the national series on the 20th, but you've got now an ARCA East show at Toledo suddenly on the 13th. On the 13th, and they've given us <laughs> Pensacola on October 10th. So those are our three for sure etched in stone races right now. So again, the, the poor regional series are having trouble getting off the ground here. Uh, nothing on ARCA West yet. Uh, the, crickets, the, lots of crickets. crickets. Yeah, again, those tracks, a lot of them in California, whatever, are you know they're just everything's still closed and uh, behind the eight ball. But uh, looking forward to at least an Arca East race at Toledo on the 13th of June and uh, Talladega on June the 20th for the National Series. That should be a lot of fun, and we'll be back with more of the show right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. 
how to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is like so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Mother Sports Madness. Uh, as we continue with the show for another week, uh, happy to have you aboard wherever it is that you are tuning us in from in terms of uh, platform. We appreciate it very, very much, and uh, we hope that all of you out there are safe and sound and doing well. Um, my computer career has a great opportunity for you. If in fact, perhaps you might be looking for a change in career, whether it is because you were laid off of your current job or because you're just looking to make a change, my computer career could be an option for you. You just simply go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. Now, when you do that, if you decide that perhaps IT might be a field that you would like to study, well, it's pretty simple. My Computer Career makes it as easy as possible. Financial aid is available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. It takes about oh, well, four months or so to get through your training. One to two days a week online uh, is the best way to do it these days, given the current situation. And then when you're ready to go into the workforce, my Computer Career will work with hundreds of employers to get you placed and help you to get your new career started. It really is training for a better life. IT is a growing field that's going to continue to grow right through the 2020s. It is not a field that is at all affected um, by recession or, or any type of situation. It's a, it's a growing industry. There are over 2 million jobs in the industry unfilled right now because there's more demand than there is supply of qualified people to fill the positions. So you could be one of them. MyComputerCareer.edu is training for a better life. We have got quite a show coming up. Uh, for the rest of the night, we've got Tyler Courtney going to be joining us here after a while. And we're going to talk some dirt track with him and talk about his opportunity to go truck racing on the dirt at Eldora. And I've got plenty of news to talk about with Nick Monster as well. A lot of short tracks now starting to get underway. And <laughs> you know there's going to be some controversy here uh, in terms of some of them are just basically diving in and going for it with fans. And uh, sometimes it kind of goes against uh, those in charge. We'll tell you all about that in just a bit. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including 
including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. As we continue with Motorsports Madness uh, for another evening, and the NASCAR race rolls on uh, just about, uh, oh, an hour or so south of us at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. It's kind of interesting doing a show when there's also a race going on at Charlotte. We've had an opportunity a couple times to do that, and uh, it's always um, it's always an interesting sort of dichotomy knowing that they're racing uh just uh, a while away from us, but uh, Logano, Blaney, Benedetto, Kurt Busch, and Alex Bowman, the top five right now at Charlotte as we roll on for the evening. And I think we go back to the strutmasters.com hotline because we've got Tyler Courtney with us now and uh, really excited to have Tyler on the program. I think that uh, we had him on at one point before, um, but it's been a little while. Uh, Tyler, welcome back to Motorsports Madness. It's good to have you on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, it's our pleasure to do so, and uh, looking forward to talking with you about a number of things, but I think the big news of the day is that uh, you are going truck racing, according to what I've been told, and um, that should be interesting. 
Um, we've got uh, a, a race lined up for you at Eldora with Nice Motorsports. Are we correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, we're going to do the dirt, the dirt derby with. Uh, you know, it's a kind of a partnership between you know our our dirt sprint car midget team, Austin Marshall and and, and Al Nice and his team um, down there from North Carolina, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. Um, and I've never done uh, any fender racing or truck racing, but uh, should be a good good uh, opportunity and uh, good experience for me. So it's excited to uh, you know finally get to you know do some uh, a little bit of NASCAR racing, so to say. Tyler, make sure. First and foremost, you have a really good spotter there. I've spotted that race a couple times, and it is the hardest, most chaotic race I've ever had to spot because you'll be five, six, and seven wide, as I'm sure you've seen by watching it on TV. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, it's, uh, yeah, and, you know, hopefully it'll be, you know, a guy with, uh, you know, some experience that's, that's done it. And, uh, you know, and it has goggles. They got to have goggles. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I can see where that would be a pretty yeah. where to go. That would be no, a prerequisite. No. Uh, goggles for even though even watching that race in person, you need goggles. It's fantastic. It's I love Eldora. I, I grew up in Ohio. Went to Eldora a bunch. Been there for dirt races. And when I worked for National Speed Sport News, I went there. And to go there and spot and the truck race was fantastic. So you're gonna love every minute of it, Tyler. And I think you'll do really well. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And no, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, hopefully everything goes smooth. And you know, hopefully you know maybe they'll lean into something else. But if not, at least I got to say I did it. Hopefully I don't uh, disappoint too bad. Yeah, the voice you're hearing is Nick Moncher from Venturini Motorsports. Uh, Tyler, how did this come together? I mean, is this something that you expressed interest in doing, or uh, did they come to you and say, "Hey, you want to give it a shot"? Or how did this all how did this all happen? You know, yeah, I mean, I, I'd expressed some interest to it, um, and but so had uh, you know Richard and Tim, and you know, it's kind of something they wanted to you know maybe expand and, and you know, try at least, and um, so it's just. You know, just kind of conversation led one thing to another, and then um, uh, Ryan McKinney works is a crew chief, but he'll be the crew chief on my truck. His his wife is uh, Richard Markle's niece, and so oh. just kind of the connection there to to Denise uh, Motorsports just kind of you know kind of sparked more conversation, and um, just you know one thing kind of led to another, and here we are. Well, that only adds to what has. Um, what started out at least as an expanded program for you with Klaus and Marshall this year, of course, uh, f- former USAC national champion, and and uh, you're you're chasing the second uh, title, but also running some other events. Uh, is this kind of part of a a program that you and Tim Clawson and the group are consciously building together is, is NASCAR maybe something you want to do more of, or is this just kind of because it's dirt and I can uh, talk a little bit about your, your program this year and kind of what you've been able to do. I know like everybody else, I'm sure, you know, you were pretty much shut down for a little while, but uh, I know some of the tracks over your way are starting to open up again. Yeah, no, I mean, so I think it's something that, you know, we want to maybe try and expand into, but, you know, we needed something to get our feet wet first. And, um, you know, the race that made the most sense was obviously, you know, Eldora. It's a uh, you know, dirt background with you know, me as a driver, you know, makes the transition a little easier. But, you know, even just getting our feet wet into, you know, what that world's like. And, um, but, you know, we're just, we're races at heart. So, like, this year we, we are, we're still, we're chasing our, our second, second national major title. And then, you know, on the sprint car side of things, we're expanding into, um, Know, going towards towards wing racing, but still keeping our non-wing car to, to go run the big races with the USAC guys. And um, like I said, we're, we're racers, so we just 
you know, if we can, if there's a race car, we, we want to go race it. If there's a race, we're going to go race it at the same time. So that's been the, you know, crazy part with, with everything with the, with COVID-19 is that the schedules got all mixed around and we were, we were struggling picking races to go around before. And now everything's jumbled up and, uh, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of point on the map with your eyes closed and, you know, you <laughs> go there and, uh, just, uh, just kind of racing everywhere we can right now to, you know, kind of make up for lost time from the beginning of the year. But so like, like this weekend, we're going to run with the world. Like the last weekend we ran the midgets at Port City. This weekend we're running with the world of outlaws. Next weekend we're going to go run, um, the local Knoxville event that they have at the Knoxville Raceway. And then, um, you know, the following week, uh, I don't know what, what we're doing, honestly. And then the week after that, we go right into six nights of racing with the USAC midgets six nights in a row for Indiana Midget Week. So, it, you know, life's getting a little bit back to normal with everything being that hectic. So, it's, it's you know, it's some, something you never thought you'd say you'd be excited for. But, man, I'm, I'm ready to get back in the whole thing of things here. I was going to ask you, I mean, you know, you obviously have had a chance to do a lot of amazing things, and, and you've had some great success over the years. Um, now you're going to dip into the truck series. I mean, have you had, I guess you've had some time probably over the, the last couple months to kind of reflect on where you're at right now. And as you say, now all of a sudden, everything starts to open up, but everything's different because tracks you were supposed to be racing at now, some of them you still can't. Um, have you had any time to kind of reflect and realize kind of how fortunate you've been? Because honestly, that just sounds like a whole lot of fun, everything you just said. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, you know, obviously sitting here for two and a half months, not doing anything. You get to kind of reflect on, uh, you know, the things you did and, yeah. um, and, and that I'm going to get to do. So it's, um, it's been pretty, pretty humbling to say at least. And, you know, and then to, to realize what the stuff we're going to do is, is, is even cool, is even more cool. So, you know, I guess the fact that I get a chance to even, you know, attempt to run a, a truck race, um, whether it be at Eldor or anywhere else, that's, that's really cool in itself. And then you get like, uh, sitting at home, I have my championship trophies there. So you sit on the couch, and, you, know, you look down at those, you, um, you think back on these, these past few seasons that we've had as a team, and just uh, incredible to kind of think about. And, you know, we've had a lot of success, but you know, you kind of get caught up in just doing it while you're doing it, and uh, you know, to have time to sit back and realize what you did, and you know, what what uh, what you're going to get to do is uh, you know, just really cool. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to. You know, even get to drive a race car, let alone get to do it for a living. You know, it's stuff you dream about as a kid, but sure. you know, you guys get to do it. You know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be one of them. Do you have a particular favorite of all of the different uh, types of cars or types of racing that you do? I mean, obviously, most of it's confined to the dirt, uh, but uh, you run a lot of different types of cars in different series. So. Have you, you know, do you have a particular favorite that you enjoy maybe a little bit more than the others when you get a chance to do it? Uh, you know, I get, I get asked that question a lot. And really when it comes down to it, if it's, I mean, if it's got four wheels and, and steering wheel, I, I, I want to drive it. So I, if I had to give you an answer, it would be a sprint car, whether it be with a wing or a non or without a wing. Um, just, you know, it's kind of hard to beat a sprint car. A sprint car is just, you know, raw. Yeah. Like it's 900 horsepower thousand pound race car and and you're strapped to it so it's just perfect you know, answer gold that, star for the day yes yeah, yeah. that would be my and choice it, all day long yeah like it's just you know something that you can't even really explain what it's like to drive one but they're they're unbelievable beasts and and uh so you know if i had to you know give uh 
give an answer, it'd be a sprint car, you know, like I said, whether it be with a, with a wing or without a wing. Well, uh, we're excited for all that you're doing, and we just love to watch you race. Uh, we're going to ask you, if you would, just hang on a bit on the strutmasters.com hotline because we've got to step aside. When we come back, I, I'm going to kind of read some career highlights for all of you listening to this uh, for Tyler because they're vast. We'll be back with more of the show right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Chandler Smith, one of Nick Moncher's uh, drivers from Venturini Motorsports. That's one of the six. That's yeah, one of the six. Uh, bringing us back for break, and uh, Chandler going to be back in action soon. Uh, Tom Baker and Nick Moncher in the WSIC studio as we continue with Motorsports Madness on the strutmasters.com hotline. 
is the driver they call Sunshine, Tyler, Courtney, and, well, I think we lost Tyler for some reason. Hopefully we'll get him back. But uh, I want to mention, for those of you who uh, listened to that last segment, um, Tyler, among the highlights for Tyler, listen to this resume, the 2011 Chili Bowl Midget Nationals Rookie of the Year. 2012 HRF Rookie of the Year, 2013 USAC National Sprint Car Rookie of the Year, 2016 HRF Most Improved Driver, 26 USAC National Sprint Car Wins, 13 USAC National Midget Wins, 2 USAC National Silver Crown Wins, the 2017 Chili Bowl Midget Nationals Preliminary Feature Event Win, won his night in 2017. Also that year, the... uh, he was the 410 non-wing sprint car wildcard driver, um, 2018 USAC National Sprint Car Champion, uh, and also a non-wing sprint car driver of the year, the HARF driver of the year, the USAC National Midget Champion in 2019, and two-time USAC Super License Champion. I think we got uh, Sunshine back. It was cloudy for a minute, but I think we got him back. Hello, Sunshine. Hey, sorry about that. I'm I didn't know what to do, so I just <laughs> hung up and just. No, nope. I didn't hear you guys talking anymore, so I didn't know what to do. Oh, you just uh, no. I thought uh, sorry about that. I should have been more emphatic. Just I had said before we went to the break. Just hang on, and we'll keep you through, and we'll pick you back up. Uh, but <laughs> my bad. No worries, man. No worries. You just made a quick pit stop. Now we're back. Uh, and uh, again, I I just read your career highlights, man. I I just, uh, gosh. You know, it's it, it says you're 25. Is that true? Uh, I just turned 26 in April, but yeah, around there. My gosh. I mean, what you've accomplished in such a short amount of time is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in in the different series and, and championships and rookies of the year. And, and I mean, it's just amazing to, uh, to see what you've been able to put together. And um, I've got to believe that... Um, working with and racing with, uh, with, with Tim Clawson and, and that group is just something that must be a dream for a racer like yourself. Yeah. I mean, you know, you surround yourself around, you know, great people and you know, smart people like, like I have and, you know, good things usually happen. So I've been uh, very fortunate the last couple of years to, you know, I, you know be around, uh, some really great people and, you know, good things have happened to us and we've had a lot of success. So, um, I was lucky enough to, you know, when I was 15, 16, to be on the road with, with Tim and Brian and, and their team at the time, um, you know, learning, learning the ropes and, you know, kind of just being, you know, a tire guy or wiping mud and doing all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they kind of got my start into, uh, you know, the, the open world world on the, on the dirt side of things. And, um, you know, kind of went on my own for a little bit. Um, when, when Brian passed away, they started the team. I was, um, you know, I was honored when they chose me to, to be the first driver, and um, you know, good things have, have uh, been happening ever since. So it's been been a really fun, uh, you know, ride, and kind of uh, cool to see it come full circle for being another you know, crew guy. You know, in 2010 and 11 to you know winning winning the championship the last couple of years with, with them has been um, you know just extremely uh, uh, exciting and um, kind of unreal. I want to know how you got the nickname Sunshine. Uh, so that's that the first couple of summers that I worked for, for Brian and them, uh, Brian started calling me sunshine because I had this long blonde hair. Uh, have you ever seen the movie? Remember the Titans? Oh yes. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the main character in the movie, the quarterback, his name's sunshine. And, 
Uh, so I had this long blonde hair, and they started calling me it. And, uh, my first Chili Bowl um, that I ran for them in 2011, um, they put it on my name visor, and uh, pretty much ever since then, ever since then, no one's ever really uh, known me by anything different except for Sunshine. So that's um, fantastic. I always say it's it's, it's um, there, it could be a lot worse than uh, than anything else out there. So I just kind of take it in stride, and it's been uh, you know kind of a good marketing tool for for my own career at the same time. As racing nicknames go, you definitely got a, a good one. It was more on the PG side. It could have been yeah. a lot worse yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure that's, you... that's the way I look at it. I'm sure you've been called worse once in a while, right, over your career. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think if, I think if you don't get I don't I think if you don't get called worse at some point in your career, you're probably doing something wrong. That's for sure. Uh, what if you if you could pick one race out of your entire career um, that that stands out the most for you? What race would you pick? And so there's there's really two. Okay. So there's one one that really I feel like kind of launched um, you know my. I guess, so to say, uh, career, I guess, um, would probably be, and it wasn't even a race that really meant, you know, a whole lot, but it was our first Chili Bowl as a team at CMR. I won my prelim night, and I think that kind of took me from, you know, just being a guy to, you know, being, you know a guy that, you know, people watch every every night. Um, and then uh, last year, I was very fortunate to uh, win the, the last Hoosier 100 at the Indy Mile, and that one, um, you know, growing up here in Indianapolis, and, for sure. You know, going to that race, my parents promoted it one year. Um, just kind of a race that meant a lot to me. And you know, you go, you go down the name of the the drivers that have won that race, and when you put yourself on on that list, it's uh, pretty pretty incredible. So I think you know those two races kind of stick out to me. I, you know, I, I, it's hard to pick pick one. I've won a lot of cool races, but those are two that always kind of stick out in my head. Is there a is there a type of racing? I mean, I know you're dipping into the truck series this year, but is there a, I mean, we saw that uh, Tim got involved with uh, the Indy 500 uh, last year. Is, is there a type of racing that you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? Is there a division or a, a series that you'd like to try? Yeah. I mean, so obviously, like I said, being an Indianapolis kid, I, I, I'd love to run the Indianapolis 500 and, you know, have a chance to do that or, uh, but, you know, growing up, I was a big NASCAR guy. I watched Tony and Jeff, you know, Casey, the guys that came up from the dirt ring. You know, you watch those guys on Sunday, that that makes you a fan. So, you know, growing up, I, you know, I watched NASCAR every Sunday. So NASCAR's always been, you know, you know kind of my end goal, I guess, um, whether it's in the IndyCar side, just because IndyCar was never like the, it wasn't a clear path like, like the NASCAR was from what, what, what I do. Um, but, you know, the Indy 500 is, you know, I think the race that all all races want to do, and I, I've actually gotten this spot out there the last uh, eight eight years or so um, for for Sanchez Motorsports. And, oh wow! Um, yeah, so like I've got to be a part of part of that all um, from all angles. Really, I started out, you know, I was a trench, I was in the trench guy holding the sign, and then you know ran tires back and forth, and then you know, I got to be a spotter. Um, like I said, for like the last seven or eight years, and got to be with Hinchcliffe. You know, which there is highs and lows when. When he crashed and got hurt, then you know the next year we went and got on the pole. So it's just being a part of that event in any aspect is just uh, truly incredible. So that race is you know something that you know I, I always want to do, so whether I get to or not. Just uh, you know, a matter of I think being in the right, right place at the right time. Okay, so if you worked for James Hinchcliffe, uh, you yep. must have a million Hinch stories that you could tell us. Are there any that uh, are? 
that are PG enough uh, for this family show that you could uh, tell us about sure. your time with James? Because he's one of my favorites, honestly. I know we're not yeah, supposed to have favorites is, in the media, but you got to love Inch. Yeah, he's an awesome, awesome guy. And who he is on TV is who he is in person. And, uh, I got him to come out to a sprint car race once. And uh, it was funny because he, he's like, dude, you guys are nuts. I said, <laughs> no. I said, you guys are insane. You're going 240 into a turn you can't even see out of and not even thinking twice about it. He's like, all right, well, I'll give you that. And so we came to the conclusion that we're just both different types of crazy, which you have to be to drive any sort of race car, I think. But um, but it was just it was funny because he'd never seen anything like that, so it was cool for him to experience that. Um, just, uh, I don't know, he's just, he's funny. He's always cracking jokes and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, who he is on TV is who he is in person, and it's not an act at all. Seems like you guys need to do a swap one day, go out and do a test. Oh, how much fun would that be? I've tried, I've, I've tried to get him to. He he gets a little hesitant, So, but um, no, maybe you know maybe something down, down the line, but you know, maybe when he's you know maybe done full-time racing, I guess. But just uh, I think those guys kind of get, get scared a little bit, but you know, they have every right to be. It's not something they've never... They've never been around. It's not something they're comfortable in. Just like it would, I wouldn't be super comfortable right away getting into any car at, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, it's two completely different different uh, skill sets, right? In a way, I mean, yes, racing is translatable to a point, but um, an Indy car to a sprint car is about as radically different as you can get. Especially, yeah. you know, if you think about the fact that when he's doing two forty into the corner. He's got downforce and grip. You're, you know, you're you're yeah. skating around on a you're track. Just, you're praying the, for grip when you get yeah. out there. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's an entirely different approach, I would guess. But um, you know, it's got to be just a blast for you to be able to go and experience those other types of racing. And I know, like I said, I know Tim dabbled in it. it well, I, I don't want to use the word dabbled. It was more than that. But Tim was involved in, uh, in Indy last year. Um, you know, maybe at some point the two of you could hook up for an effort and, and go do it. Yeah, I hope so. And I think, you know, I think that's, you know, that was kind of the plan of, you know, getting their feet wet in, into it last year. Just, uh, you know, it's just, it's unfortunately this, this, this sport, especially the Indianapolis 500, takes, takes a lot of money and, and effort. And, you know, it's just, it's tough to, to do year in and year out especially when we've got everything else going on with, you know, the, the stuff that, you know, I don't want to say is more important than Indianapolis 500, but, you know, it's just our, more so our, our day jobs with, with all the USAC cars and our sprint cars and stuff. So it's just, it's hard to do all of it at once, but, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it straightened out and maybe get back out there. Well, it's certainly been fun to uh, talk with you, Tyler, and we'd like to have you back on uh, sometime in the future when we can keep you a little bit longer on the program and get more kind of in-depth with uh, the beginnings of your career. So uh, we appreciate you taking some time to talk with us and wish you uh, safety and success uh, in everything that you do the rest of the year. That's uh, Tyler Courtney, and we're going to take a break when we come back. More Motorsports Madness. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
automotive technicians, and auto service trainees. How would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. This is Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu, and I want to share a little bit about uh, Victory Custom Trailers. They are a new and used trailer and RV dealership. They are from Michigan. They are located in Michigan, but they will get you a trailer anywhere uh, in the United States that uh, you want one. And I think they've shipped some outside the U.S. as well. Um, They specialize in motor coaches, toter homes, race trailers, stackers, and lift gates. They provide absolutely, and I can attest to this because I know them and I've seen them in action, the best customer service and the finest quality trailers and coaches, flawless fit and finish. I spent um, Saturday, most of Saturday in Dillon, South Carolina, at a short track race and in between race events, uh, spent most of my day inside of one of their trailers uh, that one of the, the teams in this area has. They've got over 200 coaches and trailers in stock. If they don't have what you're looking for, or if you're looking for something more custom, here's the cool thing. Go to their website, victorycustomtrailers.com, and you can design your own trailer right on the website. 
It's awesome. So go check them out. Um, Chris Hedinger and the staff do a tremendous job. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. And uh, we look at what's going on in Charlotte. And during the break, I I said to Nick that uh, I think the NASCAR leaderboard is broken because it was stuck on lap 30. And then I jumped on Twitter real quick and saw that, in fact, uh, the reason it's broken is because, well, they stopped it because it's sprinkling. Mother Nature strikes again. Yeah. Um, so as of this moment that we're doing this show, they're 30 laps in, um, and we've got, uh, issues with, uh, precipitation and lightning, uh, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Matt DiBenedetto, Kurt Busch, and Alex Bowman, your top five. And then Michael McDowell having a nice day for front row Motorsports in sixth Austin Dillon, who's actually had a nice, uh, few days of, um, cup racing with, uh, that team, Kevin Harvick. Chris Bell and Tyler Reddick rounding out the top 10 at the moment at Charlotte. Now, here's the thing, Nick. We've had just an extraordinary amount of racing. I know that you're on the ARCA side of things, but you can relate to what's going on in the cup side and even the Xfinity side because they've had several races in a short period of time as well. If you're on a part of a cup team... Uh, if you're James Mellick, for example, our other main producer uh, who works at Levine Family Racing, are are you just absolutely pulling your hair out at this point? Because those guys have got to be just working at double speed, and I'm sure they're probably working overtime as well with having to turn cars around. Well, yeah, I think, you know, that's part of what everybody, you know, expected going in is it's going to be a little chaotic, a little crazy, long yeah. hours, you know, late nights. Um, but you know, the way NASCAR set this up as well, you know, there's very minimal tra- traveling True. and, you know, they set it up to where they could use cars that they already had ready. So they weren't, you know, necessarily needing to get a Bristol car ready or a Talladega car ready, yeah. you know, ninth hour and not being prepared. So, and a lot of these guys, you know, have been using the same car, you know, not necessarily back to back, but maybe, you know, every other race, you know, I've seen people talk about how they've, you know, done that. So I think that helps, uh, considerably but it's still you know a lot on those guys now i think it seems to me like it would be kind of the opposite for you guys i mean you're you're now please give us a race yeah (laughs) i mean they've now they've given you an east race on the 13th of june but that's still like two weeks away two weeks away um so your first national race wasn't going to be until talladega which is now three weeks away but I mean, you've had almost, what, three months, a little over three months. We started races. working on dirt track cars today. And the dirt track races, if they still happen, are not until the end of August, early yeah. September. So that should just kind of tell you where we are with everything. You know, I mean, we, we've gone down to, we've been changing the tires on our track toolboxes, you know, just to make sure <laughs> we cover all bases. So that when we do go racing, you know, we're not, you know, pulling our hair out, like you said, because something little happens. But yeah, I mean, like we've talked numerous times on the show, we, we kind of anticipated this going in. So we, we got prepared and, and it was a good thing because for a while there, they were talking about, Hey, in a week or two, you, you may have a race, you know, there, there was well, a you lot were supposed of, to run Charlotte. Yeah, there was we, during this week, there was talk of Charlotte, you know, and that was, that was 99% done. Yeah. We got axed the last minute there, but then they, they'd even talked about other things like moving our Bristol race up to being, what is this weekend now? Uh, they talked about maybe even sending us to Atlanta. They talked about, you know, maybe we could still do our mid Ohio race. And then, you know, Pensacola opened up all of a sudden they had fans. So, oh, maybe we can do Pensacola early. So there was, 
I mean, it still is, but there was a even more moving targets than probably even on the cup side at one point in time for ARCA just because of how the dynamics of those three series work and how they all have to work together and work around the cup schedule. Oh, yeah. and the short tracks need to have fans at them before you guys can go to them. So it, it's been very crazy. I mean, you look at a race, for example, like um, Watkins Glen, which is an East race. and That's a national race, actually. Is it a national yes. race? Okay. So, so you get, you know, it's a national series race you've got, and you've, you're in a situation where apparently, according to the latest, uh, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo is saying he's going to open let Watkins Glen open on June 1st with the horse race tracks. Now, interestingly enough, he's not allowing short tracks, the local tracks to open, but Watkins Glen can open. Now that would seem to indicate that you would probably be in pretty good shape to go run that race in August with the cup series, but whether or not you'd have fans is a question. And of course you haven't been told anything specific about it. So you look at a race like that, which is a pretty interesting race and in, in one of the only road course races that you run in the Arca series. Um, you know, what, what kind of a situation, the, the dirt track races are still up in the air so you still don't really know how you're going to get to your number yet, I guess, is where I'm going with all yeah, of this. Yeah, I mean, there's still, a national hand, side. there's still a handful of races or that, are, that, that are up in the air. You know, definitely yeah. asterisks next to them, not really sure what's going to happen. But for the most part, in the last you know week or so, we've kind of got a better picture, clearer picture of where, what we're going to do and where we're going to do. It sounds like as of today, you know, the Pocono or Pennsylvania governor is going to allow, you know, Pocono to happen. So that'll be kind of our next okay. race after that Talladega. Um, and then, you know, our, our race after that was scheduled to be, I believe, um, Chicago, obviously, or not Chicago, um, I think Lucas Oil, which is scheduled to happen still yeah, because in yeah. Indi, uh, Indiana opens back up on July 4th. Yeah, there's a big for, race for everything there on the 20th of June that is going ahead with fans, half, half capacity. So I think the biggest thing for us is obviously our short tracks. We can't really go to them without fans. So I anticipate Indy happening in July. Yeah. Um, and some of these other ones, you know, anticipate we're going to go to Iowa with IndyCar still. Uh, we've kind of been told that that's tentative for that. Um, but then there's other tracks like Berlin and Michigan. You know, not really sure how that's going to happen yes. for the East schedule. But, you know, NASCAR is really pushing to get Michigan for August. So that would kind of be our makeup. We would go with Cup in August for that. Um, but then they've talked to us about other things, you know, like midweek races and maybe even a doubleheader or two or back-to-back -back races, you know, like a Toledo and then go to a Salem a couple days later Ooh. just to make up some of those numbers. But for the most part, we're in a pretty good spot. Uh, it sounds like, you know, we'll, uh, we'll probably – have to make up our Chicago race, obviously, that got completely canceled. And uh, we're still waiting to hear what we'll have to make up for Sonoma for the West race we were supposed to run um, for that one. But everything else pretty pretty in set. It sounds like we'll be back to somewhat normal in July. Well, um, that's that's good. I mean, but it's just, it's just been a crazy time. The, uh, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour seems to be the outlier here. And for those of you who are kind of outside of the U.S. or maybe just not familiar with the Modified Tour too much, the Wheel and Modified Tour is a a national, it's considered a national series um, or regional series, but really 90% of the teams are from the Northeast that race in the Wheel and Modified Tour, and most of the races are in the Northeast, in New York, in Pennsylvania, in um, New England, the New England states, and those states are all very slow in opening. And it, it, it appears that 
there isn't a single one of them that's going to have be able to to open their track and have fans anytime soon. Um, and the problem is you've got a large sanction fee that these tracks have to pay to get the modified tour there. And so right now they don't have a single show scheduled, um, at all. That's a definite, they, they, they arranged a Myrtle beach, uh, speedway show. This is Myrtle beach speedways last year, uh, of, of racing action. It's going to cease to be a racetrack. It's been sold. Um, so it, it, they arranged a show at Myrtle beach for this coming weekend, but then they canceled it because we've, we've been on a seven day flood basically here in the Carolinas. And it's continuing today. And it's continuing today and it's continuing going to continue into the weekend. And so with, with the large number of teams, you're talking 20 plus that have to come all the way from new England or, you know, New York to uh, Myrtle beach, South Carolina, which is, you know, a they would have to leave on Wednesday, which means they would have had to have left yesterday because we record the show and do it live on Thursdays. And so NASCAR with the forecast just canceled it. And the problem you've got, 90% of their tracks not going to happen this year. And so they're trying to figure out how to still have a modified tour and try and get drivers down this way. But you could, these guys, these teams are, are basically not full-time teams. Yeah. None of them are really full-time. They're, They're working men, mom and pop teams. working people. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, so it's one of those, you know, you're dealing with Saturday night short track folks. Um, and so you can only ask them to travel just so often for a distance, getting vacation time and doing all of that sort of thing. Plus just the dollars and cents of it all. So, the wheel and modified tour, um, from from what I see, appears to be in some some serious jeopardy um, right now in terms of trying to get anywhere near a full slate of races. In uh, it looks like maybe Jennerstown, Pennsylvania, will hold at least a couple of them. They were scheduled for one, and I think that one might be able to happen um, a little bit later in June, and maybe they'll they'll have some additional shows there. That's not quite as bad of a haul for the the teams in new england but boy it's uh that tour is just getting beat up by this uh this covid deal and all of the downtime and and all of that so uh we'll keep you apprised on what's going on with that the nascar xfinity race that was scheduled for saturday at bristol is now monday they rescheduled it for monday so yes um so what we have is we have uh the cup race on sunday and then we have the Xfinity race on Monday evening. Um, and I think that was, I'm not exactly sure of all of the reasons why, but I think it was more just to give the Xfinity teams a little more time, I the guess. The big reason I saw was because of the TV crew. So the Fox is bringing a, a very limited crew to the track for setup and teardown. And they were worried about, you know, especially if this race tonight went late, how they were going to get everything to Bristol uh, and then get everything okay. set up in logistics. time. Yeah, it was it sounded more of a logistics thing okay. than anything else. That would make sense. So we get another primetime uh, on Monday night, primetime race uh, from Bristol, no less. And uh, then, of course, you know, as we get into June, you've got the primetime Wednesday night race at Martinsville. That'll be a good one. Yeah, you've got Atlanta, you've got Homestead, you've got Talladega. Um, you know, it's uh, we're getting into a... I think a month of what should be some absolutely fantastic racing across the NASCAR series. And of course you guys come back um, in the middle of that uh, doing your East race and then, uh, and then Talladega as well. So it's, the, I think uh, the, the, the working goal would be to have everything sort of back 
on schedule by July, but there is still going to be some trade outs and swap dates and things like that. Because again, the, a lot of the blue states, a lot of the, um, those states are just slower in opening than, um, than the other states are. So, uh, we've got more, uh, news to tell you about as we continue here on Motorsports Madness, some of the short tracks opening here. And, um, it's, let's just say it's been interesting. We'll, um, we'll get to some of that on the other side of the break as we continue with more of, uh, Motorsports Madness. And, uh, we've got TV overtime coming up here in a bit as well. So uh, stick around for all of that. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. 
final segment for radio here uh, for this week for Madness. TV Overtime coming up in a moment. Uh, wanted to hit a couple of the short track notes from around here. I went to Dillon Motor Speedway in South Carolina last weekend, the premiere of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Uh, they ran without fans. Carson Quapple, the son of former NASCAR racer Travis Quapple, um, Carson led flag to flag in that one, did a great job in the 35 car to pick up the win. Nick Loden finished in second. His father, Andy, a three-time consecutive champion at Hickory Motor Speedway uh, back uh, a number of years. Um, Carolina on the dirt, open Memorial Day. They did have some fans, social distanced them just fine. Ace Speedway here in North Carolina got a ton of media attention because they opened with a full grandstand last weekend. And nobody was very few were wearing masks or whatever. The Raleigh News Observer that we even got, I think Ace even got TMZ uh, time for that one. But uh, they're running again this weekend. And that's what's happening here in the Carolinas. A lot of these tracks are opening up and uh, some of them are giving the fans a shot. The Nashville Fairgrounds had a show scheduled in Tennessee on June the 6th. That got postponed due to uh, the COVID situation. June 20th, now their scheduled opening date. Uh, for that one. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, big numbers for the truck race on Tuesday in terms of viewers on TV, 778,000 and some change. Um, that is a huge number for the truck series. And that was prime time on FS1, not on Big Fox. With that, that's it. We're done with radio. We hope you all have a safe and uh, enjoyable week. And we'll see you back here next Thursday. TV, hang on. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.